This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? <laughs> what makes him happy? Uh, not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It's time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. I tell you what... I was thoroughly entertained by this movie. This movie gave me everything I needed. Everything. Really? Yes. Did I just, did I, I just hear the guitar solo of our theme song? <laughs> I just heard that. I mean, it's I always been there. Yeah. Maybe there's just like a, a, a moment of quiet in our, our conversation where you it stood out more, but it's always been there. Oh, okay. oh yeah, Kurt. For how many years now? Well, this I don't I, I don't I don't think we were ever quiet at that moment before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I this movie like was movie. this movie was thoroughly entertaining for the wrong reasons, of course, but it was entertaining. <laughs> we should say to our audience, less is topless. He's naked yeah. from the waist up. Well, I'm actually at a pool party right now and I was going to go to the car and do the do the podcast from the car and my friend's like, no, just go into my guest bedroom. So I'm in my friend's guest bedroom while there's a party going on outside. So Les, why, Les, why do you go to these parties if you know you're going to have to go like <laughs> go in like a hiding place? Well, because I want to be social and it's hotter. It's, it's hot as hell here in LA right now. It is. It's very warm right now. It's it's uh, I wouldn't say unseasonably because September is our hottest month, but we're we're back into the uh, the mid 90s again. Um, yes. And I missed the first the first wave of this. I was in Canada, so I'm now getting the wave of what everybody else got like two weeks ago. And so not only not only am I at a pool party today, I'm invited to another pool party tomorrow. I'm, I'm going, going to that one. I'm going to that one. Oh, I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> Les and I will be topless together. Yes. Uh, well, yes, we will. It's not summer anymore in New Jersey. It's cooled off. Really? Uh, yeah, I see yeah. that you're you're wearing a turtleneck. Cool. Yeah, that might be a little too much for today, but yeah. But it looks good. I it does look good. Turtleneck. It does look good. But, but yes. Yeah, is it turtleneck weather in New Jersey right now? Uh, in, this, in the morning it was, and then it warmed up a little bit. But okay. it's it was kind of cool. A cool guy. Right. Yeah, it was uh, It's getting colder. This past week there were some hot days, but and that's the weather. That's well, the weather. Speaking of hot. Do you oh, have yeah. any black China news? I do. Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Oh, John Cena sets the Guinness World Record for most Make-A-Wish 
wishes granted. I thought that was sweet. So anyway, I, just <gasps> I love no. John Cena. Isn't that nice? I, I love that. But what's that have to do with like China? Because I had it up on my browser. Oh, okay. I was just curious. <laughs> when I went to see, there you go. I've got an answer for everything. All right. So this is from Yahoo News. We're getting legit here. Uh, this is, this says Tokyo. The headline is Tokyo Tony slams claims that Black China earned two hundred forty million on OnlyFans. Oh. Get the fuck out of here, she says. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay <laughs> this is a serious broadcast all right now uh during a recent interview on night and day network boy what is that all right as uh, okay so in this recent interview on night and day network tokyo tony shared it's hard to believe her daughter black china made 20 million a month on only fans last year let me tell you something if a bitch made $20 million a month on only motherfucking fans, you got your, and you got your mama still hustling on the corner, something is wrong, she said. <laughs> part two. <laughs> then she said, no, she says, part two, if you made $20 million and got to turn in Rolls Royces and shit, she continued, whoever gives these numbers, I don't know what they're into. Now, Tony didn't stop there. She added that, oh, daughter needs to come out and say she didn't earn that amount. Why don't you and that, why don't you and that motherfucking lawyer go and say that's not true? She added, I don't believe it because I got eyes. And I was around for three and a half months. I would have noticed 20 stacks. But she hasn't stacks. come up and said, she hasn't come up and said, no, I haven't, Tony continued. But in all actuality, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> According to... <laughs> Statista, Black China was the highest earner on OnlyFans in 2021, raking in $240 million. She launched her only an account in April 2020. She charges a monthly subscription rate of $19.99, Uproxx reports. Subscribers are given access to exclusive content, which includes music, videos, Vixen photos. <laughs> Vixen BTS photos. That's what it says. BTS footage. What's BTS? I don't know what that is. Behind the scenes. Oh, behind-the-scenes footage of her Vixen photos, I guess. In a 2020 interview with Baller Alert, uh, China, China spoke, to her, spoke about her decision to join the self-marketing app. She explained that she would be using the income to expand her career and support her family. I think we've covered this before, but she says, I'm on OnlyFans so I can support the music because that stuff is not cheap at all, the mother of two told the outlet. Getting studio time, engineers, wardrobe, marketing. I'm using all these different hustles to support that of my kids, she explained. That's the ultimate goal to keep up their living of how they're living now. I don't want to be that parent where they have this now, then when they get older, they don't have it. According to new hot new hip hop. A lot of news outlets these days. Remember, it used to be like three news outlets. All right, well, I guess newspapers too. All right, other high rankers last year included actress Bella Thorne. Uh-huh. I remember she was she was in the Twilight movies, right? She was like one of the vampires. Yeah. Um, was she? Did I get this right? I, I think she was. I don't know if she was or not. I don't know. I was just making that up. Uh, so she earned an estimated. See, see, I I manifested her that role in Twilight. Uh, she earned an estimated eleven million dollars per month, and Cardi B earned nine point three four million dollars per month. And that's it. I what? don't. I, I I'm I'm with Tony on this. I still don't believe that Black China is making that much money. It's it's an enormous sum of money. That if she were making that, there'd be other bigger name celebrities that'd be flocking to OnlyFans right now. I just worried that, that Tokyo funny. Tony's working the corner. That is kind of unusual. Yeah. Okay. Elle Thorne was not in the Twilight. She was in Amityville: The Awakening. I think she's like <laughs> a model. 
she's modeled this sort yeah. of insta famous and so is kind of moved over to to um, OnlyFans and TikTok and probably making money there. But yeah, like yeah. It, if Black China is making twenty million a month, that that implies that she has a wow. million paying subscribers on OnlyFans. That's a very, 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 very high bar. Now I have a question. So, so you know, like if if you have like Patreon or like. Like, let's say you have a Patreon, you can, and you're sponsoring someone, you can go on the Patreon and see how many other sponsors they have and how much they make a month. I wonder if there's something like that for OnlyFans, where you could go on and see how much she's making. I would assume, probably not the amount, but if, if, like, if you do the math and you know she's charging 20 a month, it probably shows how many followers she has. Right. Hmm. I'll have to do some more research. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tony could do that research too. Mm-hmm. True. Now, like I said, I'm still worried that Tokyo Tony is working the corner. That is odd. Yeah. And She's hustle in the corners. And China, China, you know I love you. You know I love you. But if you are, you should be giving your mom a little something so she doesn't have to work the corner. Much. Well, maybe she has like a fruit stand on the corner. She's selling like, you know, tomatoes and stuff like that. That's but think of it this corner. way. Think of it this way. If you're getting twenty million a month, it wouldn't hurt. Like a million, giving your mom a million wouldn't like put you out. You know. Yeah. Okay. So her page. I'm looking. I'm looking at Black China's OnlyFans page now. She has nineteen point three thousand likes. Okay. So that's not even followers. That like followers okay. is going to be a number less than that. So, ain't no way she's making twenty million a month. Probably not even making twenty million a year on OnlyFans. Hmm. Don't buy it for a second. Do you think that she's making over a million? I think that's potentially possible. Yes. Okay, it's it's crazy how these things are. There's these money opportunities for people. Otherwise, would be. You know, she'd be working as a as a waitress or something. I read that there's two oh, little, the two little girls from The Shining. Well, no, some of these people, some people, you know, people used to be famous and they didn't have any money. And nowadays, I think that these people have have ways of making money. The two twins, the the the, the Grady twins from The Shining, <laughs> are on Cameo, and they're mm-hmm. finally making money after all these years. After The Shining, they finally found a way to make money off this. You know what I'm talking about. No, no, oh no, Cam. No, you can make bank on Cameo. You can make a, six figures on Cameo. Take away the uh, they were they were you know somewhat famous at, at a young age aspect of it. Any any human in any job, it's kind of weird to think that 20, 30, 40, 50 years after the fact, you could somehow still be making money off of your job as a waitress at IHOP in the seventies. Right. Well, okay. So, so why why do we all, expect why, that? Why do we expect that of famous people? I guess is what I'm saying. So, so Kurt, first of all, how yeah. dare you even suggest that that Black China wait a table? I well, will not, not have not, this. For not you. her, because she does have a reality show and stuff like that. But we know people like you look at people from years ago, like Jessica Hahn. That's actually a bad example because she did. She, <gasps> Whatever she, happened she, she to didn't. her? She did actually work as like a radio DJ and she was in some like bad movies and stuff like that. And she was All dating right. Sam Kinson. Fawn Hall. Remember Fawn Hall? Well, like um, so Fawn Hall was around today. She could be on Cameo. She could do an OnlyFans. 
um, Fawn, Fawn name Hall drop alert, name drop alert. Do you know, Fawn I know Fawn Hall. I'll tell you more off mic. Was that related to Fawn Hall? Was that related to the Jim and Tammy Faye thing? No, yeah, she, she was, was related. No, no, no. Fawn, right. Yeah, yeah. She, you can, she was from yeah. a White House scandal. Oh, okay. She was, uh, she worked with Oliver Norris. She was like Oliver oh, Norris. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's right. She was, she was famous for shredding his documents. But yes, I know Fun Hall. Very nice. Very nice lady. Yeah. I think she was very, <laughs> she was pretty hot, right? So she was kind of like, a she still is. Kind of, she still yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Well, maybe she could still do OnlyFans and Cameo. We'll, we'll have her on our show, too. It's a, it's but, a career turnaround for her. But secondly, do you know if the twins, when they give their cameos, do they say all the words together at the same no, time? No, I don't know. I've been meaning, I, I, I'm going to buy you guys a cameo one of these days. I, I now, if those twins, now. if those twins are doing cameos, they need to say like their lines at the same time or it's not worth it. Because well, remember in the movie, didn't they say everything at the same time? Yeah. Come and play with me forever and ever. Which can, nope. who who would you buy a cameo from for us? Uh, Kurt? Would it be from Black China or would it be someone else? <gasps> no, Black China would be too expensive. I was looking into this one point. I was looking to like like the cheapest people. It was like not Eric Estrada, but the other guy from uh, Oh Larry uh, Wilcox. Larry yeah, he Wilcox. was really he was like twenty four bucks. Something like that. I was gonna get. I was oh, gonna get poor him. Larry Wilcox. I, t- I think Larry I mentioned this on the podcast once. I, I randomly had a Facebook conversation with Larry Wilcox years ago. <laughs> Jeez, maybe we talked about this before. Did he hold up? I didn't. I don't know what he looks like. I was. It, it, it was. It was random how I ended up talking to him, but I had a weird conversation Be, with him. Because Eric Estrada has actually held up. Oh yeah, yeah, he still looks good. Yeah, because they wheel him out every couple of years to uh, to MC the uh, Hollywood Christmas the Chris, Parade. Yeah, yeah, the Christmas Parade. Yeah. He comes um, out every year. Yeah, for the Christmas Parade. Yeah, generally, yeah. At KTLA. It is KTLA, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah what was your him. conversation with Larry Wilcox about? Well, this is how it happened. Is I have a fr- I, th- I think I may have told the story, so forgive me if I'm repeating it, but I, I have a friend uh, who works in radio who is tends to be really friendly with a lot of former celebrities is like, you know, she'll like hang out with them. Like, uh-huh. you know, I, I randomly met Tiffany one night through her because she happened uh-huh. to be there. Um, and so this friend uh, had posted something on Facebook and Larry had commented on it and, or she said, or she mentioned Larry in the post, I think. And I commented, not knowing that she actually knew him, not doing the math that of course she would, um, said like, as in Larry, Larry Wilcox, as in Larry Wilcox from Chips. And he commented and he's like, yeah, the same one. So then like we had like a side conversation and it was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, it's totally cool. Like, you know, why would I be on here? But yeah, here I am. That's funny. Get, get, Larry has a sense of humor. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, good. Maybe people will buy his cameo after they hear this. So. Twenty-four dollars. Come on, Larry. You need it, more. I could look it up. I'll look it up because I'm 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 putting yeah, out a lot. Who of would you get there. us, Kurt? Who would you get us? Larry Wilcox. Um, was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Larry right, Wilcox. Okay. I thought, okay. He he was, was um, he Ponch or John? He's Ponch, right? No, Ponch was Eric Estrada. Oh, okay. 
it would be somebody because I don't I don't want to spend a lot of money. So it would be one of the, the lower end people I'm trying to, but it's gotta be somebody that we, at least we've heard we, of. Cause we no actually here. get us the Larry Wilcox. Cause that's our end to Chris yes. Pine. Yeah. Cause yeah, Chris wait, Pine's dad Larry's, used to be on chips. This says Larry. Am I cameo there? Oh yeah. There's Larry. Um, this says it's 20. Oh, he's gone down. Oh, he's having a, a fall sale. Okay. 20 bucks. Well, Oh, no, 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 50. He's 50. Oh, oh, he's got, okay, good, Larry. Yeah, you got to yeah. have at least 50. 24 is like now. 50. Come yeah, on. 20 is really cheap. Yeah, 50, All right, 50 well, is better. Who is 20 um, bucks? Oh, okay. Paul Link, who is on, um, he's also on Chips. I don't know what he did, but he looks like he's like 25. We don't know who he is. I don't know. I could look up this later, but I know there's some some people on the low end. Jack Hay? No, Jack Hay would be like... No, no, she'd be really high. Jack Hay would be high, because she's a soap star. She's an Emmy winner. An Emmy winner and a soap star. I I guess I didn't realize that Jack Hay won an Emmy for 227 back in the day, and then when uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph won a few weeks ago... Jack A posted this thing of like you know Cheryl's only the second black woman yeah, to, first, to yeah, win Jack, the supporting actress award. I was like, I had no idea. Jack, yeah, Jack A was the first black woman to win one. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, I don't. Doesn't look like Jack A is on. She doesn't uh, need it. Cameo. Jack A doesn't need it. No. She got like Jackie. Jackie Joiner Kersey. Oh, she's yeah. like three hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, she's an Olympian. Yeah, good for her. She's an Olympian. But yeah, there's some people, some celebrities that make like six figures from doing cameo. Oh, there's yeah. some cheap people. There's some TikTok people here who are on her for like 15, oh, yeah, 15, please. $10. We can't support that. No, we can't. Okay. That's enough of that. No, we can't. Shall we? Rabbit hole. I mean, the uh, cameo rabbit hole. All right. Yes. You know who does need a cameo, though? Meg from Ruthless Realtor. And I would pay. Nutmeg, right? Nutmeg. So I got nutmeg. So, so, you know, our friend Jillian Bo from Daytime Confidential, who's been Mm -hmm. on before. Yep. So on Daytime Confidential, back when As the World Turns was, when back As the World Turns was on the air, there was this character named Meg. And, like, she was really kind of boring and goody two-shoes. And then, like, I guess the character, like, snapped and went crazy. And then the character became fun. And they called her Nutmeg. So that's where I got Nutmeg from. That's very um, uh, Melrose Place. Remember um, Jane's sister? I forget her name. Sydney. Uh, Sydney. Sydney, yeah. yeah Sydney. Sydney came on and Sydney was, like, the, the cute little sister. And then it was, like, right as Melrose realized that, oh, if we make it, like, make these people actually uh, sexual beings that people will watch the show and the show just went off the rails and that's when it became really good. It was because of Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, because she was always doing something and then I remember she became a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like a high-class sex worker. And I remember the scene where she walked in and went, Amanda, I'm paying my rent for a year. And like gave her a bunch of money. <laughs> <laughs> never watched that show. Oh, dear. High class sex worker like Barbara Streisand in Nuts. She was like a high class prostitute. Yes. So, so anyway, uh, ruthless realtor. Now, I liked I liked Meg. I also liked the heroine in this because the heroine was not a dumbass. Her husband was. Her husband was a she, total dumbass. 
but I was thinking, I, I was analyzing their relationship this morning. I was giving it a lot of thought. I loved Meg up until the end. And yeah, I can't really talk about why I ended up not loving her, but I loved everything about every crazy thing she would do throughout this movie until the end. And I got to tell you, one of the best twists that we've seen in a while. You think? This movie, yeah. This movie got bonkers. Like all of a sudden it was going and it was like the bonkers that we expect. And then it just got bonkers like what the hell is going on in this movie See, i feel like I the twist completely took the wind out of the sails what, what part i feel like the twist actually took the wind out of the sails of the movie about everything that was enjoyable about this movie the 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 wind was knocked out of it by that twist okay so so and then, and then we've, and then another, well, another thing about this movie is there's been some advances in drugging people, which we'll get into as yes, well. Yes, yes. My, my very, my very, we, we can, it's, the movie actually starts that way, so I can even give that oh, yeah. note that <laughs> I, I wrote that this movie is gaslit and gas masking. Because I, because yeah, so we, so we see a house, right? We see it, we see a house. And oh, and so first I noticed right off the bat there in the opening credits, the production company was Fancy Pants, <laughs> Fancy Pants <laughs> Hills Productions. Fancy Pants <laughs> Films, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a company name. And so we see like, so we see a house and we see a fight. And this is like a good fight. There were good fights in this movie. Yeah. Like they beat the shit out of each other in this movie. And, you know, it didn't matter who they were. Every, everybody in this movie, except for the husband, knew how to fight. These women were tough. So, so we see a person, and it's, it's it, like I said, it's been taken up a notch because there's this guy and he's fighting a person not only in a black hoodie but with a gas mask on. But the victim looked straight out of a Hallmark movie because it was a yes. sort of like generically handsome guy in a flannel. Right. Right. And he was no, they were, he was no slouch in the fighting department either. They were like just going at it. And then before we knew what it was, I wrote, she, the, the person sprays the guy with chloroform spray before I knew what it is, what it was. Yeah, it wasn't it was, chloroform. I thought it was chloroform. Um, and so, uh, and, and so, so then, you know, that happened. So that's our cold open. And then we see a guy um, in there in the neighborhood, and we see a guy who looks like my friend Peter taking well, pictures. Actually, before the cold open, uh, right before they ended that scene on the floor after the fight, we see a flyer for Meg Atkins Realtor. Yeah, yes. with a phone number that I called. Yeah. Oh, and what happened when you called the number? Well, a lot of times, like if you some of these shows now like stranger things and there's some other shows too when they have a number if you they're like an easter egg so you oh, call okay. the number and then you hear like a recording or something now i didn't hear anything it was just went to a voicemail oh okay but it may but this movie is a couple years old i believe it was a release 2020. in 2020 so maybe in 2020 it was an easter egg now it's somebody's phone number that people like myself are they're harassing them Right. I didn't leave a message. But normally if they buy like a website or a phone number like that for an Easter egg, the, the producers will hold on to it for several years. Yeah. So, so then we see Ralph, the guy who looks like my friend Peter, taking pictures. 
And then we look over and we see Meg putting up a sign, uh, a for sale sign. And then uh, Ralph turns around and waves at his wife, Annie, who's sitting in the car. And um, we find out that they're actually on a weekend getaway. And he was telling Meg, or he was telling Annie, no more work calls. We're here on a getaway. Let's pay attention to each other. Can we talk about their weekend getaway for a second, Les? Because you and I will find this amusing because of where we live. So yes. the the movie largely takes place in LA. Like Annie works in downtown LA. It's made, That's made very clear. And so they're... Uh, they're, and they end not really spoiling anything. They end up buying this house. Uh, if you do the math, they're probably in the Santa Clarita Valley. Yes. Nobody in LA is like, you know where we need to staycation? Valencia. Like, no one's, no one's right. going there. Like, they might drive up there and do something for the day if they have friends up there, but nobody is planning a weekend getaway in the Santa Clarita Valley. It's if just not happening. If my husband took me on a weekend getaway to the Santa Clarita Valley, we would be in divorce court. Yeah. Because that's like, that means yeah. like no effort was put it, in this well, it's just it's, it's like, oh, let's go to something even lamer and more suburban than where we already are right now. It's like, you might as well just but go also, to Six Flags. What was their getaway? Because she was hanging out in the van, and he was like just walking around in, in front of a house, somebody's house, taking pictures. Like, what were they? They hanging out on the street? Like, they should have just justified it. Like, oh, we had lunch with friends, and and we were like, you know, like you know those couples that like to go to open houses and stuff, just right? To kind of pretend. Oh, they yeah, were really house like to do that. I have friends who like to do that yeah. and go to open houses on a regular yeah. basis. So state sales and yard sales. That's fun. Do people like that? Or am I the only one? Oh, no, no, no. People people do that. Oh, good, good. I have things in common with people. So, so then he, so, so then she tells him, you know, I'd rather live in the city. I don't want to live in the, in the sticks. And, but he's like, let's look at this house. And so, um, they start talking to Meg, the realtor and Meg is like, well, you know, first red flag. The reason why this house is on the market is because the owner just disappeared. Five years ago. Yeah. And we don't know what happened. And did we find out here where the, the, the previous owners also disappeared or am I spoiling it? We don't find that out here, but we do find that out later. Yeah. And if what's weird about that. I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but it's it's not giving any real big info away. We find out that Meg was the realtor both times. How old yes. is Meg? Meg was Meg looked like she was like no older than thirty. Yeah. No, and, you're wrong. I looked her up on the IMDb. She, Meg, the actress is forty right now. The actress may be forty, but really? they, but even at, yeah. even if she's for, even if the character is forty, and if this guy went missing five years ago, and the previous owners were missing b- before that. Like, are, are you saying that she's been selling these like multi-million dollar Los Angeles area homes since before she was 30? Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, actress who plays Meg, you look amazing. Cause I, <laughs> I thought she was 30. Well, also if she's 40 now, this movie came out a few years ago, right? Yeah. But she's 38. Yeah. 38, 37. Yeah. Yeah, no, but she looked great. I like the actress who played Annie, and I got the vibe. Like I said, I was analyzing the relationship a little bit. 
I got the vibe of the actress. For some reason, she just exudes smartness, smartness, intelligence, oh. if you will. Mm-hmm. She's like a smart because it's like when she would deliver her lines, it felt like it felt like she was if she was like saying it as the actress, like saying like, "Are you kidding me? Really? Mm-hmm. Like this person's here now? What? You know?" She was very annoyed throughout this movie, and I actually really enjoyed it. I think the actress was annoyed. I think she was, I think she was like, she had it. (laughs) She did a good job. Because Annie was very annoyed throughout this entire movie. This was like her last thing. I look, when I look up the IMDb, a bunch of actors, this was their last thing. And for her, she is married to this, the actress, her name is Lily Ann Harrison, I think. She's married to the actor and director, Peter Fasanelli. Oh yeah, Peter Facinelli. Oh, really? They're married. They're married, and she had his baby, so she got out of this ridiculous accident. Well, you know who he was. You know who he was married to. He was married to Jenny Garth for many years. Yeah, from nine hundred two one zero. That's where they met, isn't it? I think so. Because he was on there for a while. Yeah. Well, now. Well, it looks like now she's home raising a baby instead of doing this stupid dialogue. (laughs) So this movie is probably like the, the. This is it. I'm it looks done. like she had one foot out the door, and then I looked this up. I was like, "Oh, well, that makes sense." She's like, "I, I, I need to do something else. I need let's 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 have a baby." So, so Meg is what we call. So, first of all, Meg tells them, "You know what? This house isn't on the market yet. So, if you want it, you better like jump on it right now." But then Meg is what we would call an oversharer. Yeah. Speaking of jumping on it right now, yeah, Meg just tells she's one of those people she's she's one of those people that you know when you go to an audition and they start talking you move to the other side of the room to get away from them (laughs) that's a very good analogy she mentions that uh the house four bedroom three bath built in 1970 mr logan went missing five years ago and they're like what and she's like it's totally normal for homeowners mia as they run away from their lives over shares Boy, and then she's like, talking about how she can't find a man. It's just right. going oh, yeah. on. She can't find like, a man. She likes that Ralph, though. Yeah. Nobody asked, Meg. Nobody asked. Right, right. <laughs> and they're like, and we don't, we didn't even, we weren't even interested in the house anyway. We're just taking a look because yeah. you told us to. Um. And then, so then, another bad sign. They start looking through the house, and they try to go to the basement, and the basement door is locked. First bad sign. Then. Uh, they can't get in, and Meg's like, "Oh well, wait a minute." And then Meg picks the lock. And, and this, so that, then we go down. that detail, by the way, made no sense and wasn't necessary to the plot of this movie. Because they, there, they there's no reason why the realtor for this house wouldn't have keys to the basement. A, B, uh, the fact that she didn't have keys there, we didn't need to know that she knows how to pick locks. Cause that's not a piece of information that came in handy at all in the rest of the movie. Right. And so, would she have unlocked it before people might be stopping by? Mm-hmm. Well, well, as a realtor, you, of course you would, because that would, you would try to sell that. Like everything is sell, sell, sell in the house. So you'd want to sell yeah. the basement. Yeah. Look at all yeah. this extra space. You could put an office down there. I had some bodies. Well, so, the basement looked like something like out of Silence of the Lambs. I mean, I, I, I think they were trying to make it look nice, but the way it was shot. Because I wrote the, I, I wrote the basement looks like a prison. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so they made it a point to, to point out, look, it has a new wall. Mm-hmm. Bing, 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 bing. Put that detail away for later. Yep. <laughs> I love, like, I've been watching somebody, the minute they see something like that, I'm like, okay, this is going to be important later. File that away. And, and I even wrote, I bet somebody is dead behind there. In my notes. So, so then, yeah, I don't. I didn't think you wrote it in a legal document. I think, of course, it was in your notes. So, so Ralph is a photographer. So Ralph is like, oh well, then I can turn this into. My, I can turn this into my dark room. And what so, the fuck and, is 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 Annie doing with Ralph? Uh, this is my. He's got to be good in bed. He's got to be. Yeah. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. She's got money. She's hot. She's she's smart. She she knows everything's ridiculous around her. Ralph, man. Was, I guess we've seen this kind of cute, thing. but not like not like hot. not not like so hot that you you can't look away. There's even and, a scene. Oh, there's even a scene where he's he's like, well, I, I'm kind of a photographer. I don't. I'm just sort of you know. Oh no, she's got a real job. And he's a oh, lawyer. Yeah, she's a lawyer. And so I I don't know. It's like so if he's that good in bed, she could find another guy. You could teach someone how to be good at bed. I, this this is what I was thinking about today. So, uh, so I don't know. I, I I I would also though imagine in any relationship that there is somebody that is a a bigger more alpha personality than the other and just mm. by nature of that there's going to be someone that's more beta. That's right. good. That's a good point because a lot of men right. don't not well hmm, a lot of men want to be the alpha but then they have to succumb. Yeah. But he right. might be he may have been willing to succumb in the beginning yeah because she she's hot and has them. money and is smart that could work let her hey, be the I, alpha. I would, i'd be okay in that, that, in that position and this I is the part where smart. ralph this is the part where ralph is a dick okay because um meg was like do you you know oh, oh you're a photographer you know i maybe i could get a picture for my cards and he's like i don't do headshots but if you get us this house i'll take any picture of you that you want he said that he did he did um because this comes up later and i was like you're a dick because you did say that was this the moment where yeah. the, so that like annie and ralph are trying to decide if if they want to maybe put in a bid on the house and you know and real realtors will do this and be like oh i'm going to give you a minute and they kind of leave the room they basically want you to like be alone in the house to, so it feels like yours so annie's like or uh, meg's like i'm gonna give you a minute and she literally stepped about three inches away from right. them is still fully in the frame hearing every word that they're saying about the house so then all of a sudden we hear this loud music and this car drives up and uh, the other the other buyer lynette gets out of the car and Lynette is like this blonde, sassy, rich bitch. And Lynette's pissed because Lynette's like, wait a minute. I thought that I, oh, because Meg mentioned there's someone else who wanted to buy the house. Yeah. And Meg, and it's Lynette. And Lynette's like, wait a minute, Meg. I thought that you already said that this was going to be an off-market sale and you were going to sell me the house. What the fuck? Yeah. We, we hear that Lynette is, uh, has, uh, her parents have passed away, and she inherited their chain of pharmacies. 
Yeah, so Lynette is rolling it. She's rolling in it, and pharmacy is an important detail that will come in handy later as well. I loved her arrival because it was very 80s movie when, like, the badass shows up. Because, right. like, it's, like, loud music, sports car with rock music blaring. <laughs> so, 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 so then Meg says to Lynette, well, you're just going to tear the house down anyway. And so these people are going to actually, they love the house. Um. So we, these people love the house. And then Lynette's like, oh, yeah, well, we'll let the bank decide. I'm not even worried. Snap. And so then um, then Meg turns to Ralph and Annie, and she's like, oh, don't worry about her. So, so then Meg, so then Annie's at work, right, in her law office. Annie's assistant should be fired because Meg just goes walking into Annie's office. And she and and she's wearing a beret. And I'm like, okay, Meg, come on. A beret? I like that that's what you're upset about. A beret. Hey, and Monica Lewinsky used to rock those berets. Well, yeah, but it was what, 1990? So (laughs) wearing a beret and rocking a beret are two different things. I don't feel like Monica rocked a beret. Monica wore a beret. (laughs) She wore a beret. So then Annie, of course, is like, well, wait, what, what, why are you here? But then Meg's like, oh, I just came to let you know that the bank approved your loan. And, um, you know, and and Annie's like, well, you didn't have to tell me. But Meg's like, you know, I go the extra mile. So it's kind of creepy. But at the same time, I could see that kind of making sense to someone since she wanted to deliver the good news, you know? Yeah, I actually didn't think that was that insane of a moment for Meg. Like, you're you're making this big sale on a, on a house. You're happy for yourself. You're also happy for the people that are getting the house. So, so then we cut to the house, and Annie's in the bathroom, and I'm so ingrained with COVID tests that I looked, and I saw the two lines, and I was like, she's taking a COVID test. Oh, no, I mean, it's a, well, it's a pregnancy test. <laughs> but it looked like a COVID test. <laughs> Good news, honey. I have COVID. It totally looked like a COVID test. It really did. So Annie finds out that she's pregnant. And so then um, Nutmeg shows up again with a housewarming gift. And, And Annie's kind of like at this point, Annie's starting to get a little weirded out. And Annie's like, you know, do you always drop in on your clients because you just showed up at my office not too long ago? And then, and and so then Meg, of course, makes the joke, maybe I'll steal your husband, ah, 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 which Annie does not find funny. Well, I have, a, I have a question for Kurt because in this moment, yeah. the way in which Meg is hitting on Ralph, basically just, you know, trying to get in good with both of them, how did you feel about... Meg showing up unannounced, but with pastries. Oh, pastries. She brought pastries. Yeah. Pastries are okay. Man, I've been eating some fig Newtons today. It's been a party. It's had some ice cream. So so, so can I share something with you, Kurt? Yeah. Because in my note, (laughs) I wrote, I can see Kurt dating Meg. Oh, I liked Annie. I just, I, nah, maybe I, I would. 
Nutmeg would be better in bed because she's crazy. What's that? Nutmeg would be better in bed because she's crazy. Because she's crazy. Yeah, that's what the yeah, crazy yeah, ones I always think... are. And she brings pastries. Yeah, she makes she makes pastries. She right. good, makes good money as a realtor. All right, I went to real estate school too. Because yeah, that house is a that house is a fabulous house. Oh yeah, Meg probably made a very good commission on that place. Yeah, so we'd be a power couple when I think about it. We're, we're um, both in real estate. We're both a little bit off. We're, we're definitely there. You go. You <laughs> no, both no, like I'm, pastries. No, I'm not a little bit off, but uh, no, I think that's that's going to work out well. I bet she makes good I cake. Have, I have some hope now. I bet she makes cake, Kurt. We know oh, how you I love cake. Did she make these pastries or should she? No, she brought them. them up somewhere. She bought them. Yeah. But we she knows she where to stuff. get them. Oh, she made a brisket though. Yeah. Oh, we didn't get to that yet. But then, but then all of a sudden, boom, the power goes out. And I wrote again, ding, 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 ding. Put this in a file for later. Because then she's like, oh yeah, these are rolling blackouts and they happen all the time. And that is a but, California thing. Yeah, does that happen? That sounds well. They're no, planned. They're planned blackouts. So basically, like when it gets like it is right now, where it's very, very warm and everyone is cranking their AC, they will do uh, rolling brownouts where they they're planned. So they tell you in advance, hey, we're uh, we're gonna shut off the power for a, a bit over here so that we don't com- put a complete strain on the grid. And they try and space it out and let everyone know when it's happening. Right. Do the so, skyscrapers there, or is this in San Francisco? I remember hearing years ago, skyscrapers actually have wheels on the bottom. So kind of, yeah. They, they, yeah. Uh, in in cities where earthquakes are, are common, they now build tall buildings on these. It's it's like wheels and a platform because basically, when the ground shakes, the if it's on wheels, it can kind of, it can safely move back and forth. Versus if it's hard into the ground and the, the ground shakes and cracks, it's going to fuck up uh, the foundation. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so Meg excuses. So, so uh, Ralph shows up, and Ralph is making lame lawyer jokes. And meanwhile, Meg kind of excuses herself to go to the bathroom. And when she goes to the bathroom, she finds the pregnancy test. And then Meg ruins the surprise. She goes out, and she's like, "Oh my God, you're pregnant!" And Annie's dumb, like. Dumb. Thanks, dumb shit. I haven't told him yet. Yeah. You're trying to hook me up with this woman. And, and well, you know, other than that, she, I could, I could see well, you dating her. I could totally see you dating great. her. Great. I'm starting to wonder if this is complimentary towards me. No, it is. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. She was cute. I'd be good. We can say I'd be good for her. She was cute. <laughs> You'd be a moderating force in her life, Kurt. Right. You, yeah, and you it calm gets her down. Worse. I calm her down, right? You, you and then I met her, her in my life, and I, I straightened myself out. <laughs> so, so then, but Meg is totally embarrassed that she wrecked the surprise, and she leaves, and, and then she's at home. And so, this is the part <laughs> where they're like, the movie's like, she's crazy because she's sitting at a desk with a lot of candles. And pills. Yeah. She, she's <laughs> there with candles, looking in the mirror. She pops a, pops a pill, and they pull back, and you realize that she still has the pregnancy test. Yes. Well, she, she stole it. it. You find things in people's houses. You get to keep it. <laughs> and, and then, so then, so then Annie comes home again. Okay, and this is the part. So as a married person, I can totally relate to Annie. 
one totally hundred percent. I liked her, and especially when you tell your husband, "Okay, I'll get to this," because this touched a nerve. Uh oh. Because Annie gets so. Because Annie gets home again, and, and Meg is there again, and Annie's like, what the fuck? What are you, again? And not only is she there, she's in the house with uh, Ralph, and they're making fucking dinner. And laughing. Like, they're making a brisket. The minute she showed up, Ralph should have been like, hey, I don't want company right now. I'm busy. Goodbye. Cause then yeah, cause I I totally called Meg. Cause Meg shows up and Meg's like, "Hey, what the fuck?" So she and she's like, "And you got jokes now, huh?" You know. <laughs> and, and so yeah, then, no, she, so has has this happened to you, Les? Or, you said it hit a nerve. I'll okay. I'll get to. So this hasn't happened, but what has happened is when there are certain people that I'm like, okay, that person's crazy, and the husband doesn't listen to you. And it's like, listen, this person, don't befriend this person. And then the husband befriends the person anyway, and the person turns out to be crazy. And it's like, I told you. Yeah, that's bad. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and I, I felt like there's a couple of times when, like, you know, Annie looked at him like, I fucking told you. I've, I've had those moments. But I actually think this, this is way worse than what you're describing. Like, to me, this, oh, yeah. this like, it's crystal clear that annie already thought meg was a nut job it's crystal clear that even ralph was like hey why are you coming over here all the time yet ralph didn't stop her from coming in and making a brisket in their home the house ralph's a pushover but i would think that maybe the brisket like kind of won him over like i bet if meg came over and made a cake at kurt's house i Kurt would let her stay this I know better. Look, I, I mean, all, I, I got Annie. I got Annie. I'm not messing around with some other woman coming in and offering me food. Maybe, I know maybe I've never had an incredible brisket. I have eaten brisket in the past, but the, the brisket is such a, a powerful uh, tool in this movie, and it literally is the impetus that, that propels Midge Maisel to start a career in stand-up. Yes! <laughs> Yes, she would bring. That's how. That's how her husband would get Stage earlier side. spots. Yeah, she would bring I, a brisket. I don't think I've ever eaten a brisket. Isn't a brisket like a Jewish? I've eaten brisket. It's a, isn't it like a traditionally a Jewish meal. Actually, yeah, I've eaten brisket at Passover. It is, right? <laughs> it's very yeah. good. I lo- I do like brisket. Even back when I was a vegetarian, I would go to a friend's house for for Passover, and I would sneak and eat brisket. I'm going to make one. Let's see it's it. good. It is good. It's good. Oh, so, so then, okay, so this next part, this part made me like Annie. Because Meg's like, A, I made a brisket, and B, I felt so bad about, like, you know, ruining the secret. I brought you this. And she brought a framed or la- laminated framed mounted. mounted pregnancy test. Yeah, she went to one of those framing stores and she's like, hey, guys, I have a project for you. You're never going to see anything else like this. And she hands them a stick that a stranger peed on and said, can you please mount this? Right. And Annie, because Annie, because the Meg leaves and Annie was like to, to, um, to Ralph, first of all, I told you she was crazy. And second of all, she brought the stick that I peed on. And yeah, I if I see that, that out. I'm going to be scared. I'm going to be like, oh, oh, okay. 
I mean, I eat the brisket. And, I- and, 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 and then Annie's like, Ralph, what the fuck is going on? And then Ralph is like, but she's nice. She's not. I've had, this, com- I've had this conversation too, but they're so nice. They're so nice. Ralph needs to get anyway. shit together. Sounds like someone else's. He does. <laughs> Has it coming to? I was saying Ralph does, yeah. He does. And Meg brought up a point that I hadn't even thought of. She's like, hey, I mean, uh, uh, Annie brought up a point when she's landed to Ralph. She's like, hey, she she doesn't just know where we live and like how to get into this house. She knows all the information about our financial stuff from like when we put in the bit. Like, she, you know, she knows uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, she can wreck our lives. Oh, uh, yeah, it's too much. And and then and then you know Ralph was like, oh, she's not that bad, and it's like, idiot. Yeah, she has, she has all no. of our information. All oh, of it's it. hitting a nerve. It's hitting a nerve with me too. People start getting all your information. They start to make some other decisions. Mm-hmm. So so then I'm vague booking. Right. I'm not even on Facebook. <laughs> so so then later, Ralph is taking pictures, working in quotes, and then yeah. and then I work. Meg, I'm, I'm, I'm a podcast. Up. Then Meg just shows up at the house and it's like, okay, your wife is not home. You should not be mm-hmm. in this house with a crazy. And and then um, Meg is like, well, Ralph, I want to hire you. And then this is the part where Ralph was a dick because Meg is like, Ralph, I want to hire you. And then Ralph is like, I said I don't do headshots. And then Meg is like, but you said that if I got you this house, you would take as many photos as I wanted. And he did say that. Mm-hmm. So then Ralph is even a bigger idiot because then he's like, go down to the basement. Really? Mm-hmm. You've got some splaining to do. If well, I that's came where home. his studio is. But yeah. still... Let's do the photo shoot up in the bedroom. But, but still, we all know because Annie knows that Meg is a little off, and I'm sure Annie can sense that Meg has a crush on her husband. So you don't put yourself in the situation where you are alone with her behind a closed door. Yeah, because you're just asking for trouble. I agree. Yeah, because you know when there's when you know when troubles troubles coming. I always would stay like two steps away. From trouble. You know when someone has a crush on your spouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, Meg has made it real obvious, too. Yeah. So, and, and so even, so even if Annie wasn't worried about, like, because, no, come on, let, cause let's face it. Annie there. was way better looking, and she was way more accomplished and sensible. So you know that Annie is confident. But still, she could sense that Meg is crazy. So why put yourself in that situation? I, I know when I, so when I was in a relationship, this is, this is like how I stayed two steps back when I was in a relationship with the person, you know, less, I know um, this there person. Was a woman, there was a woman and you might know this woman. I think you do know this woman as well. And whenever she'd run in, she might run into us and she'd forget that I had a girlfriend, even though the girlfriend was right with me. Like, Who, does, what's your name? What's your name? Does this woman, <laughs> oh, that's does, this woman uh, does this woman have your last name? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, this is a, a different Zan. Well, I was with Zan. No, 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 so not like, the girlfriend. No, the other Zan, woman who you would girlfriend. run into. No, 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 no. I've, okay. I don't even know these people, but I feel like this has been referenced on this podcast before. 
Well, I don't think I've told this. And so then, so this, so we would, we'd, you know, we'd run into this, 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 this woman, she would not, she'd forget who Zan was. I mean, there's Zan's right there. And, oh, and so one right. day I get, I, I get an email. It's like, Hey, I'm visiting New York. I'm staying my, my, I'm, I'm staying in New York. Why don't you come visit me? We can have a tea. Doesn't no no invite for Zan. And I'm like, Hmm, I don't think I'm going to respond to this because I that, know it sounds like trouble. Right. I'm not going to go over and have tea because I, I stay two steps away from trouble. If I go over and have the tea, now I'm one step away. One step away. Now, if you and go for the tea, you're zero steps away. You're there. Yeah. What's that? If you go for the tea, you're zero steps away. You're you're there. You're no, in the trouble. We have, if I sit and have tea, if all I have is tea, <laughs> I'm still a step. No, disagree. Zero, zero steps means this stuff's happening. Yeah. You're you're yeah, having the tea. This stuff is happening. I would. I'm just having tea. What if I'm just having but tea? But all it takes is a it, all it takes is a reach across the table. Also, well, just just because you're having tea doesn't mean she's not having something else. Right. I am not. I did not go over and have tea. I didn't respond to the, the email. I know better. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes so, it takes takes a couple of years to to learn how to get better about these things. But I was there. I was at a good place. So so they go so they go down to his studio, and so it's suspicious that. She brought a whole wardrobe with her. She really did. She brought a Well, first of all, well, she you know, when you she, get your headshots done. She shows up unannounced saying I want headshots and she was prepared to do them yes. like that minute. She was she was like Ginger on Gilligan's Island. She had outfits. She was ready to go. She, I think she had as many outfits as Ginger did for her 3-hour tour cuz Meg shows up <laughs> she goes to um change and is taking for ever and so finally ralph goes to check on her and quote unquote accidentally walks in on her naked which is obviously what they wanted and then they do this like photo shoot montage and it was like diana ross hosting an award show (laughs) remember that she's yeah she hosted the american music years ago but yeah because she had outfits for days so many outfits like, and these are realtor headshots. Like, what was a... she? Why is she wearing like a cocktail dress and like head over the shoulder, hair over the shoulder? Right. Like, but did doing? she? She had to change her panties for, for this. She had to right. Fuck ass naked. I, I imagine Meg probably wasn't wearing panties. I only came but, over for tea. <laughs> but as as far as montages go, now this is going on. It was a good montage, though. It was a very good montage. So then, and this is where she's even a bigger idiot, because then oh. she's like, "Can I see your dark room?" And it's like, oh. "Are you? How stupid are you? This how is, stupid are you?" Bro? I there were so many um, breadcrumbs left throughout this movie that could have been used for the plot of the movie, such yeah. as the. Um, the the shadiness surrounding that that spare one i guess that was kind of used in the movie uh such as the fact that there is a dark room such as the fact that she he sees her naked they they plant all these seeds but then they didn't really right. do anything with them do once anything. they did that i agree so so then they're in the dark room and then he starts kissing her and i was like what but then it turns out that she was daydreaming yeah it was a fantasy and so then she kisses him he freaks out, and then I'm like, I told you that's why you don't put yourself in that situation, you idiot. And then... Yeah. And, and then she tells him, well, you wanted me to do this. 
And he's like, you need to go. And so she leaves. And then... Well, first she, no, she was like kind of beating herself up, saying, I'm stupid, I'm so stupid. And then like he's having to like console her. That was weird. And then, she's, and then Annie, once again, is like, what the fuck? I told you. <laughs> Don't you listen to me? I told you she's crazy. And then Ralph is like, then all of a sudden, then now Ralph is like, I don't want her anymore. And then, and Annie's like, you put yourself in this situation, you idiot. So then Meg (laughs) shows up at her office again. And Annie is like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) This office, they have an open door policy. Annie is like, you have got to be kidding me. What is wrong with you? She should start um, billing her for her time, like in legal expenses. Whenever she comes in, that'll make her stay away. Yeah. And then Annie's like, and then Annie's like, get out, just get the fuck out of here. And then um, Meg creates a scene. And, and then the receptionist, I love the receptionist because the receptionist was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he never lies. He was like poking around the wall at one point. But he- because <laughs> Meg is like yelling and she's like yelling about how she lied to the bank and then and then and then Meg Annie's like you know just get security security actually shows up in a timely manner which is shocking for lifetime and the security guards could actually act I was very impressed one guy had lines I think yeah, but he could actually act. Though. I I recognized the office space. That was the same uh, office they used in Keep You Up with the Joneses. Oh, so I guess it's like a it's a staple lifetime. Well, it's I wonder, similar to I the house. Meredith Thomas has been in that office. I bet she has. Well, she was because she was uh she she was an AD on. Those oh, that's right. That. Yeah. So yeah, so Meredith Thomas has been in that office. Yeah. Uh, oh, so then she wasn't Annie, an AD. She was a second unit. Uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So then Annie calls Lynette and I liked Lynette answering her phone in her white pharmacy and her white lab coat. (laughs) She's like the professor. This is very Gilligan's Island. Well, like one of the things I always think is funny is like the term, I think the term mixologist for a bartender is funny. And this isn't Uh to to belittle any, any, uh, skilled bartender but just the word makes me think of someone in a lab coat and so like when I go into a bar I can't, if you're a mixologist I want to see you in a lab coat similarly when you go to the Lancome counter at Macy's and they're wearing a lab coat I'm like you're not really in a lab you're just selling makeup I just find it funny right. yeah but they're not they're not doing experiments or curing any diseases or maybe so, so then Lynette um, so then May, so Annie tells Lynette what Meg did and then Lynette's like, you know what? I know I checked and I know, and I knew that. And she's, and she's also like, she's like, I knew she was crazy. I just felt bad for her. So that I wanted to throw her a bone. And so I, and so then I wrote the note, don't trust Lynette. And then what happens? Meg calls and Lynette's like, oh, hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lynette should have been Meg... played by Tara Reed. Oh, she did look like Tara Reed. Yeah. She actually did. She totally did. Hmm. 
And so in my notes, I was like, I knew it. I knew it. And so Meg, so Meg is getting painkillers from Lynette. Uh, for her shoulder. And then, then Lynette announces, well, you fought the cops and the police knocked you to the ground. So I guess that's what is still bugging you. <laughs> so, so then, and then they continue talking and then Lynette's like, come on, Meg, you screwed me over. We had a deal. And Meg is like, no, I like these people. And then Lynette's like, Meg, you need to calm down because remember what happened last time. Bing, 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 bing. Mm -hmm. So then Annie's in her office. And then Meg starts like rage texting her. And then Annie starts texting her back. I am not afraid of you. And, And so then... Later, Ralph and Annie are watching TV, and then there was a noise, and Meg is in the backyard, and and so they're like, "Call the cops!" and and like Lifetime cops, the cops show up, and they were very aggravated that you had the nerve to bother them and ask them to do their job because the cop was just like the cop just had the look on his face like, "Why are you bugging me?" (laughs) <laughs> well, the, the cop says something along the lines of, like, Meg could credibly argue that she was about to knock on the door before you called us. Right. <laughs> and then Annie is even, like, Annie even is observing how lazy the cop is. And so then, so the next day, Annie is in, like, she, go, she goes to work, and she's in the parking lot, and then Meg is in the parking lot. And so Annie is running, you know, Annie's like freaked out, of course, as anybody would be. Annie runs to her office. Well, she, well can I, the framing of this scene was hilarious because Annie is like trying to get in the elevator. She's pressing the button. Meg is on the other side of the parking lot at this point, coming towards Annie. And Annie's like frantically pressing the button. I'm standing there watching this movie thinking she could just go down the stairs. They're right there. And she's pressing the button. And Meg's getting closer. She finally realizes, oh, I could take the stairs. And so then finally runs down the stairs. And, And then, but then security couldn't find her. So then Annie goes to Ralph and is like, listen, I'm sick of this shit. We are leaving this house. I'm tired of this. And Ralph is like, no, we're not. And Annie's like, come on, dude, we need to go. This is, I've had enough. She's going to have enough of Ralph soon. And, and, and then um, I wrote here, Ralph, no, this is the part where you're supposed to say, look, no, oh no, this is what I wrote. So, because Ralph is like adamant about staying, and I wrote, Annie, this is the part where you're supposed to say, no, I'm going to a hotel, and if you like, you can join me at the hotel, or you can stay here, but I'm going to a hotel, and you leave. But Annie didn't do that. And Ralph, Ralph like, talks her into staying. And then someone walks into the house, Ralph grabs a wrench, and it's Meg. She just will not go away. <laughs> She's in the house now. She's she in the house. Case. And Annie's like, really, bitch? Come on. <laughs> Annie's exasperated. She's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> and then 
Maggie's like, well, I stopped because I found someone looking in your house. And and then, and now now the cop shows up ready to shoot somebody, like ready to work. Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie has a lot of time on her hands also. She really does. She's she watching the house. Houses. Man, imagine this is your life. And, and, wait, so then Annie, so this next part cracked me up because Annie's like, yeah, see, you got arrested. See, that's what you get. And the cop chastises Annie. <laughs> wait, I don't remember that. What did you say to her? Because he was like, she was like, because she's like, see, that's what you get. And then the cop's like, enough to Annie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Calm yourself down, woman. <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> enough and it's like um the woman just broke into her house after she chased her in a garage like a million times and and they harassed her at work you know and yelled at it almost probably got her almost fired from her job at this point i started suspecting that maybe lynette was drugging meg to make her delusional right oh right that's plausible that's what i thought at this point in the movie so, so then Annie then talks to Lynette and, um, and then Lynette gives her Annie's, no, Lynette gives her Meg's story, which she says Meg was obsessed with the couple that was, that used to live in the house and that the couple filed a restraining order against Meg and Meg, because of this, had a nervous breakdown. And then, um, and then, so, but then Lynette's like, so listen, you're having all of this trouble in the house. I'm sure that it's, it's, that it's like tainted the house. I can just buy it off you if you want and you can move on and have a nice, nice life. And Annie's like, no, we're staying. And then Meg was like, and then, then Lynette was just kind of like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. You know, that's cool. So then we cut to Meg and Meg's in jail and she's just laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. What's so good? And laughing. Funny. And, and then we see, uh, we see a, a prison guard. They're dropping, I guess it's like the book, the bookmobile. Yeah. Meg, Meg was she, getting some law books to represent herself. Yeah. Right. And property. Property records. She is a fool for a client. Which I was like, okay, so you would give a convict property records to look at. Well, I think they're public records. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, 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 I enjoy this, and I, I, I feel like it was a new kind of montage. It was a Meg learning about the law with post-it notes montage. Yes, post-it notes all over herself. Yeah, and I love that 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 Meg had her own cell the entire time. She did not have a roommate. Um, so then, she, yes, she's pouring over the law books, and then Ralph and Annie get a package from Meg from jail, and the note says, "I have information about your house. Come and visit." And then there was the rolling blackout hit. And then Annie goes to visit Meg in jail, which this is the part where you're supposed to say, hell no, I'm not going to the jail to meet you. I got lost on this part. This, this is where things get real convoluted and complicated. It, it's layered. 
So, so then we find. Like so then we find out that the story behind the house was that a couple lived in the house, and okay. they were kidnapped. But they had a daughter who was fifteen. So while they were getting kidnapped, the daughter went and hid in the closet, and they okay. never found the couple again. But the daughter survived, and that daughter was Lynette. And then, um, but then there was another owner, right? Well, right. Well, so but yeah, then, so and so Meg was the real estate agent. She broke. She was kind of obsessed with that couple. She brokered the sale of that house, and then that other guy came in. She brokered that sale as well. Right. And then Annie's like, "Listen, bitch," and then just goes off on some legalese and is like, "You just." Need to stop and just literally lists off a bunch of shit. Man, this is and the lists of exposition. Yeah. <laughs> so so then then we find out. Uh oh, <clears throat> Meg has escaped. Now this is the part where you say, "Oh, you know what? There's an escaped convict who has it out for me. I think I'll get away from the house and stay at a hotel." But no, this is lifetime. So they stay in the house and they call the lazy cop. The That's one Officer Miller. Who, the one who chastised Annie. <laughs> well, they invite him back. It's always when a shift is happening. So normally the cop would, wouldn't you think they would stay in the house or in front of the door? No. But no. The, <laughs> Well, no, I think he would stay out in his car and flash this flashlight three times to let them know that everything is safe. Yeah, he's like, if I flash my, I'm going to flash my flashlight three times and wave, and that means everything's fine. So what what police force has the resources to have one of their officers station at this couple's house? I, I, as the cops, I'd be like, go stay in a hotel tonight. Yeah, we'll like have you put you in hiding almost, you know? So they lock the doors, they're in the house, and a rolling blackout hits. Then we see someone watching the cop car. The cop is the cop hears a noise and he goes out to look, but he can't find anything. And then he does this flashlight code, right? So so then Annie is like, okay, so what if this isn't a blackout? What if this is some, like, what if Meg is back? And Ralph is like, oh, you silly girl. Oh, no. What are you, what are you talking about? Of course it's a rolling blackout. We only have, like, a crazy person who escaped from prison after us. Oh, no, no, no. Did you notice? You silly girl. Did you, first of all, the cop was alone. Why, why did he not have a partner there? Uh, that aside, unrelated to that, did you notice who he was texting who was he texting? He's texting, and in the phone, it was labeled as wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, in your phone list, for John, does it say John, or does it say husband? It says John. Yeah. Wife. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, they're hanging out in the dark. So, yeah, the cop, the cop is, you know, texting, and then he hears a noise, and then he gets killed. So then all of a sudden, 
Ralph and Annie get like an attack of a conscience and they're like, you know, the cop probably needs to pee and he's probably hungry too. Let's go, let's go give him something to eat and let him come into the bathroom and pee. But they get to the car and he's dead. They walk out and they leave the front door wide open. Yes. Yeah. And Annie is like, okay, we need to get the fuck out of here right now. We need to get in the car and go. But then they realize they forgot the keys in the house. So does he take his wife with her? No. Annie, there is a convict who is crazy, who escaped from prison, who was after us, but I'll leave you outside alone and I'll go into the house. They even have a conversation about it. Like, he, they I'm literally wrong, talk yeah. about it. And she's like, I'm scared. And he's like, you're going to stay here. I'm going to go get the keys. And if, if anyone, you see anyone, you just run. It's like, I guess that is a logic, but is it good logic? Like, you go together. And by the way, and yes, I know my wife is pregnant. She's yeah. pregnant, but I'll tell her this anyway. So he leaves her out there alone. And I'm like, oh. and my notes, I'm like, okay, this is the part where you're supposed to call the cops. Yeah. You know, there's a dead, there's a dead cop in, in front of our house and our power is out. Come help us. And, and he, here's an idea. The dead cop probably has a CB in the car, probably has keys right. to that car. You could probably use that car in many ways. Yeah, I right. couldn't imagine a dead cop being a you know an an, an an impetus to actually getting other cops to come to your house. Yeah. So so that so then all of a sudden Meg shows up, Annie starts running, and then Annie is like, then Meg is going after her, and then Annie is like, oh no, bitch! And Annie starts fight. Annie can fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she can fight. Annie's badass. <laughs> Because she's like, I may be pregnant, but I'm still kicking your ass. And, and and as she kicks Meg's ass, Meg is like, don't go in the house. <laughs> and so then. Uh, oh, so is this the part? Oh, well, Annie, um, I, I messed up my order. So Meg or Andy goes in the house to look for Ralph. But he's passed out, and gas mask is there, and gas is Annie. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, so then, so then, and, and at this point, I still wrote it's chloroform spray, and I was very impressed with the chloroform spray. So then, yes. Yeah, so Annie wakes up. She's tied up. Meg is also tied up, and then the killer takes off the gas mask, and it's Lynette. And Lynette, mm. and this is when I was like, oh, my God, I am impressed. Because Lynette is like, I'm using fentanyl spray. And I was like, how current is this? Wow. <laughs> Lifetime's like, okay, we need to keep up with the times. So chloroform is very, you know, last decade. We're going to up the ante and use fentanyl spray. Jeez, I didn't know such a thing existed. I didn't either. Lynette. I guess it does. <laughs> Lynette, Lynette's aware because her parents, she inherited a pharmacy. Like, at oh, no mention yes. do they ever talk to her, uh, uh, talk about her being a pharmacist and having, you know, actually gone to school for this. They just, they treat it like, oh, it's the family business. She learned it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was just, yeah, I was in the right. she owned the pharmacy. I didn't know she was a pharmacist. Right. 
But so then, yeah, you have to then go to school for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, you go to a lot of school for that. Yeah. So so then, Lynette then goes through her through the villain monologue. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's like, "Yeah, you know what? Meg really did see a prowler, and it was me. And you know, I was stalking the house, and." Yeah, but and, Meg was still a little screwy, though, showing up to work. I mean, I, I, I'm i surprised they let Meg off the hook so easily, but okay. And then, you know, that, that was my like, That was yeah, my I, big problem with this movie is that, you know, we are given so many gifts as a viewer of Meg's level of crazy, and then at the end to have it her not be the bad guy? Right. But I kind of, I thought, I kind of enjoyed it, though, just because it was a little different. Well, I thought there would be a twist, but I, I thought that Meg was still going to be involved with it somehow. Same. Like Meg and Lynette were like working together. Yeah. And, and then we find out, and then Lynette's like, oh, and guess what? My parents weren't kidnapped. I killed them and made it look like they were kidnapped. And then she had like a sledgehammer and she hit the wall and there were two skeletons behind the wall. And, and then she's all, hello, mother. Hello, father. And starts like talking to them and kissing them and stuff. Ooh. It was very Norman Bates and Psycho. Yeah. And then she's like, and then there was another person who lived in this house. And then they show a flashback of the guy that we saw at the beginning of the movie. And Lynette was the one that he was fighting with. And and then she takes a sledgehammer and she hits another wall. And it's him, his skeleton. How did nobody smell these decaying bodies? Right. Yeah, because they lived in the house for how long? They I probably put up. Oh, go ahead, Kurt. I was gonna say they probably put up one of those car freshener things. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, Cleared they, out that air in that basement. They, they just spray some renews it. I guess. <laughs> All right. Or I like, said what did I you, did you guys ever watch Pose? <laughs> I did. No. Yeah. Oh, so remember the, when she had like the dead man wrapped up in her closet and she just had like car air fresheners? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> someone had my idea. Okay. I should be ready for that show. Um, I did not understand the logic of why Lynette didn't just get the house when her parents died. Right. Because exactly. if, she, if, she, if they were able to uh, bequeath the pharmacy to her her underage daughter, like in a trust or whatever, why wouldn't the the, the rest of the estate been put in that same trust? Right. Because, yeah, if they're going to leave her a pharmacy, they, leaving her a pharmacy is bigger than leaving her a house, yeah. I would think. So it didn't make sense so then, why she didn't inherit it. So it, it doubly didn't make sense why she was then trying to buy it to tear it down to build something else. Because that's right, because she was going to build something else over the base. So then, like, the, all the bodies would be in the basement and be hidden. No one would ever know. Yeah, so then, so then, there, So then she's like, you know, she's going to kill Meg, but she leaves the room for a second. And so then Meg is like, okay, I'm going to untie myself, and I'm going to dislocate my shoulder to do it. So then she dislocates her shoulder on the spot. Yeah, that was gruesome. Isn't that what Mel Gibson did in one of the Lethal Weapon movies? I was thinking about that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, th- so then Meg escapes, right? Unties Annie. Then Lynette has more fentanyl, 
and mm. a gun and a and the, she, but then she also goes to the police car and gets the gun. And then the rolling blackouts end and the lights come back on. And so then Lynette is gonna shoot Annie, but then Meg has a sledgehammer. And then all three, Annie, Lynette, and Meg just start kicking each other's asses. Badass. And that was just like, they were fighting like men. <laughs> I, I wrote in my notes, where the fuck is Ralph? He's been gone so long at this point. Right. Ralph kind of takes a backseat. Leaving his pregnant wife once again to kick ass and bail him out. Look, she knew what she was getting into when she hooked up with Ralph. She does. She doesn't say he's level-headed sometimes, but even that's kind of kind of gone. And, and, and so then, Annie. So what was it? She hit her in the face with a sledgehammer, right? They were fighting with a sledgehammer. I and actually like, don't even know how the fight ended. I don't remember. She she I'm hit her in the, hit face. the face. Okay. She hit her in the face with I think the sledgehammer, and then. Her and um, Meg walk out, and then the cops show up, and Ralph. Now all of a sudden, Ralph. Now the fight's over. Ralph is back. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and and they're talking to Meg, and the cops show up, and they're like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Be careful with her. She has a dislocated shoulder, and she saved our lives." And then Annie's like, "And I'm her lawyer." Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 and then we go three months later. So then we see Meg. She's a very sexy outfit. Mm. And she's selling the house again. And she's totally like just sexed up in this outfit. She's got her hair done. She's oh, looking good. Thanks. She's made up. She's got a spring in her step. I didn't recognize her at first. And then this hot guy shows up and he's like, I'm looking for a house. And then and, and you can tell he kind of likes Meg too. And then Meg is like, oh, well, are you going to look at it with your wife? And he says, I'm not married. And he's making goo-goo eyes at Meg. And Meg is making goo-goo eyes at him. And then I'm like, I wrote here, isn't this the part where you're supposed to disclose that there were several deaths in the house? Murders! And the, Murders. murders in the house because you're supposed to tell people if there's no. murder in the house. No, no. First, because I went to real estate school. Uh, first, you get it on with the potential client. Oh, that in is- the in what they used to call the master bedroom. They're, you're not supposed to call it that anymore. No. And then you disclose that there are dead bodies in the house. And so he was like, and then he was, was like, I need someone in the house with me. And they were making Google eyes. So mm-hmm. we, I guess Meg, Meg got her man. Well, my problem the end. is you're not supposed to say there's a difference between a real estate agent and a realtor, and they never address that. Uh, a realtor, the word yes, realtor sir. is a trademark referring to someone who's an active member of the National Association of Realtors. Yeah, Kurt, you're in the biz. I'm I'm one step away from getting my real estate license. Well, maybe maybe Meg is a realtor. Yeah, she might be. She might be. Although I would, uh, if there is this association, I would imagine it's frowned upon if you spent time behind bars for stalking people that you sold houses to. That's right. Can't you lose? Because I have a friend. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I have a friend who was a realtor, and I remember him saying that if you get a DWI, 
you can lose your license for that. Yeah. Even. No, that's true. Yeah. If you, I think the only thing you could do is shoplift. You're allowed to shoplift and you can uh-huh. still be a real estate agent. Cause I did. I passed my exams, man. I passed the, passed the state exam. And I'm you did, and you yes, did, did some that. shoplifting and they were totally cool with it. I didn't. Right. I'm, I'm clean as a whistle. Mm-hmm. So, well, so this movie was just the mindless entertaining entertainment that I needed. So I yes. enjoyed it. I was going to say, I hired Fawn Hall to shred all my documents, and now I'm clean. Call back. <laughs> well, Les knows her. Boom, boom. I enjoyed this, but I, it, it, it got too concerned with plot that it, made, it overplotted the movie. Yeah, it did. It did. It got a little bit of exposition was... As I said, it was layered. Well, was and, and they were like they were throwing in twists that didn't need to be there. You had the a really good bare bones of of a, a perfect lifetime thriller, and they kept trying to throw in all these curveballs that just didn't pay off. Right. We didn't need the character of Lynette at all. No. And that I agree with. Even though I I thoroughly enjoyed Lynette. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed everybody in this movie except for Ralph, actually. Yeah, same. Ralph was um, very lucky. You know, I, I even enjoyed the extra I enjoyed the receptionist and his faces <laughs> when he was looking <laughs> at the fight. <laughs> I enjoyed the security guards. I thoroughly enjoyed everybody except for except for Ralph. Yeah. Um Ralph, Ralph has been Destined to be a stay-at-home dad. I think that's what Oh, you know he is. Oh, one other thing at the end of this movie, because, you know, throughout the whole thing, it's they don't want to leave the house because it's their dream house. It's perfect, and, you know, nothing can force them away. And now they've gotten Lynette out of their lives. She's the one that was ultimately terrorizing them. Why are they selling at the end of the movie then? Because you have dead bodies in the walls. Dead bodies are there long. (laughs) What was that thing down? I think I think once you once you find the dead bodies in the walls, it's time to go. So the 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 psychos stalking you, that's a like let's stick around, but the dead people who can't do anything anymore, those are the ones you're scared of? It's something that a coat of paint can't fix, right? In Annie's defense though, Annie wanted to leave like at the very beginning. Like she was done. And he kept on talking her into staying. I always said I'd live in a house. I could live in a house where it's like somebody was murdered, but I don't think I could live in like Jeffrey Dahmer's home. That no. would be a little too much. No, especially if he are was you watching living. Dahmer? No, I, did you hear what I said? Especially, especially if he was still living there. My, uh, I watched the first <laughs> episode mm-hmm. and it was very intense. And then I had like nightmares. I almost threw up watching. It. Really? Because wow. well, I got nauseous. Because I'm in a quandary. I'm in a quandary because I just don't have the mental bandwidth right now to watch something that intense. No, it's really intense. I watched one episode and I watched it like before I went to sleep. I did kind of get nauseous and it was, I did have nightmare. Not, I I had some kind of dreams about it and it was, it's, it's, I haven't, I have not returned to watching it. But now my problem is, my problem is, I have three friends, three different friends who are in it. 
So like well, I'm one. torn between I want to watch it and support them, but at the same time I don't know if I have like the the bandwidth no, to it's, it's watch it right now. Episode one, like I said, it's very well done. It's directed by Carl Franklin, who directed Devil with a Blue Dress and One False uh-huh. Move back in the nineties. He does a lot of TV stuff apparently, but it's it's really well done. But it's uh-huh. it's rough. And our friend. KP is in it. He doesn't come into episode five, apparently. Yeah, because so KP is in it, right? Yeah. And then my friend Jim is in it, and my friend Teddy is in it. So, like, I know I legitimately know, like, three different people in this show, so I want to watch it, but I'm like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready. Hmm. I think right now, you know, the most intense thing that I can watch right now is She-Hulk. (laughs) <laughs> at the moment <laughs> intense, that's intense that's as intense I, as I can go at the moment anyway I guess I better get back to this party <laughs> so yeah. if you if you want to find me you can find me um, at my website www.leskirkendallbarrett.com uh, Jason Aren't you on social media as well, Les? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. You can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall and at, on Facebook at Les Kirkendall Barrett. Now, Jason. You can find all of us on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, please rate and review us. Give us five stars. It helps more people find us. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. You can find me at KurtFitzpatrick.com. That's Kurt with a K. That's I'm on I'm on Twitter and Instagram, but you have to look. I think I'm Kurt Fitzpatrick one on Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's it. So I got to get back to this party. So I'll talk to you later. Oh, and Jason, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.